Hey roaches and worms, I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items, searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, play some games, and maybe even a few surprises. I'm still sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? I told you once, I've told you twice. Honey pie, I'm cold as ice. Gotta catch a flight. Call me ghost. Well, yeah, not quite. I'm a poltergeist. Yoni and Getty, Allegheny. And speaking of Allegheny, I know a certain city that sits on the Allegheny, and that is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is the home of Thrifty, the straight-up podcast. Secondhand shopping... For Worm People, I'm your host, Toddy Tondera. Thank you for hitting the play button if you subscribed. Thank you for always keeping the subscribe button highlighted. And for those new to the show, thank you for hitting the download button and welcome. Usually every week, it's myself and a panel of friends, or at least one friend, and we discuss our thrift finds, and lately we've been playing some trivia This era also had some uh, readers' content with some Goosebump books, Choose Your Own Adventure, so there's been a lot going on this season, but this week's episode is a little bit different. This is the Thrifty State of the Union. So today, I'm just by myself, and I don't know that there are a ton of episodes like this in the Thrifty-adjacent atmosphere, I'm sure if I did some kind of uh, solo piece like this or solo episode, it was probably some kind of sappiness or something like that. So I'll try to avoid all emotion and just give a straightforward episode as of today because I have no emotions and I'm not important. But on the docket today, we're going to be listening back to a lot of clips from this thrifty era. So if you've missed any episodes in this latest era... Maybe some clips will help you zoom up to speed or where we are. And uh, we're also going to be hearing kind of an old school song. Old school thrifty listeners will know. Uh, A couple summers ago, we had a big summer party with a bunch of other Pittsburgh podcasts. And I recorded the thrifty summer party song for that. So since it's the summer and it's hot as H-E-C-K in here, we're going to be putting that in the mix. So we're going to have a clip shows, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but I did want to get some housekeeping stuff out, out of the way up front here. So back in 2019, I had the honor and privilege to be voted best podcast in Pittsburgh. Thrifty won that. That's pretty cool, right? 
So what that took is a lot of people nominating, and then once I was officially nominated, it took a lot of people voting to for uh, me to be able to, to win that award. And so I was very, very grateful. And to this day, I'm still very, very grateful. Um, in past years, Thrifty hasn't been so lucky. Uh, 2019 was the last year in Pittsburgh that this podcast placed. Now... There's some, there's been a year or two of inactivity here and there. You know, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt the longevity of a show. But uh, we've been running strong here. And I've been recording this podcast while working full time with Brick Body Kids. So I know episodes get uploaded at weird times and stuff like that. So thank you for um, bearing to deal with uh, all, all those complications. Because I myself, I love the. A clean Sunday to Sunday, the Sunday to Sunday, the Sunday to Sunday, the Sunday schedule. But now that's a little bit different. But anyway, I digress. 2022 here. And uh, if you go to the Pittsburgh City Papers website, you could find under People in Places, Best Podcast. And under Best Podcast, you yourself could nominate Thrifty. So if you're a listener to the show, I think the website is pghcitypaper.com. Try that out, pghcitypaper.com. If that's not it, go ahead and just Google Pittsburgh City Paper and then click on the first link there. On the website, once you get there, find best of or best of 22, something like that. You want to click on that. Once you've clicked on that, you're going to see people and places. Go ahead and click on people and places. Got it clicked? No, I'm just kidding. You could just do it whenever or never. You know, it's your life. But anyway, click people and places and then scroll down to UC Best Podcast. And under Best Podcast, nominate Thrifty. So how this is going to go is, is from June 1 till July 1, they're doing nominations. Whoever gets the the most nominations, the top 10, actually, who's ever in the top 10 with the most nominations will be officially in the running to be Pittsburgh's best podcast. So from June 1 to July 1, you can nominate Thrifty. And then in July, do nothing. Do absolutely nothing. Do less than nothing. But August 1st, when August 1st comes around, if I'm able to have uh, to be in the top 10 of the nominations, I will then be officially in the running in the final 10 to be voted Pittsburgh's best podcast. So June 1st to July 1st, that's when you nominate Thrifty. Starting August 1st, that's when you straight up vote for Thrifty. That's going to be when the um, very nice dogfight is, is the final 10. But that in itself is an accomplishment, making the final 10. So I hope that that could be a possibility and future perspective for Thrifty. Also, aside from Thrifty, quickly, Brick Body Kids has been, as mentioned before, selling at a lot of events this summer, and I've been quite busy. Next month, July 2022 the month of our lord and savior jc jesus that's right july 23rd brick body kids will be coming to you 
live at a gay wrestling show in New Kensington, Pennsylvania. I'll be cohorting a vendor fair with not only myself, but some other queer individuals selling their crafts, selling their creatives, and selling their vintage clothes. More details on that will arrive, but that's going to be July 23rd in New Kensington, PA. And if you don't know where that is, Google it. If you do, yeah, pretty weird. We're going to be there, right? The following week, July 30th, there is a new comedy venue in Pittsburgh called Bottle Rocket. A couple of pals bought an old social club, and they renovated the inside, and they've been inviting folks to do comedy there. And the reason why that's so important, because in Pittsburgh, we don't have anything like it. So July 30th at Bottle Rocket, there will be a celebration with music and um, live vendors. That's right, live in the flesh vendors that I also will be manning. And so July 30th, Bottle Rocket, in the evening, night market, come see Brick Body Kids. Well, that's all of that stuff. Now, as for the meat and potatoes of this episode, since it's just myself, I thought it would be pretty fun to take a deep dive into my past. Psych, it's too dark there. Not this week. But where I'm from, McKeesport, PA, we could definitely take a look at that, for I have a few thrift finds from McKeesport, PA, that we can dig into here in a little bit later. But without further ado, before we jump into this week's thrift finds and also some clips from past episodes, let's jump into our summer song. Go ahead and put some sunscreen on that nose. Get ready to surfboard because right here and right now is the thrifty summer party. Turtles, I'm about to be your splinter. There ain't no dummy here. Summer's better than winter. Everyone in beach gear soaking up the sun, drinking beer from a cake while cooking air buns. For three whole months, we float in our pools, eat food on the grill, and chill with the ghouls. Even when it rains, it's hardly a bummer. Catch me on the dance floor, being the number one stunner. It's all Big Bird, no time for Oscar the Grouch. So tired after the day that I sleep on the couch. Come tomorrow morning, I'll be back on my grind. Cuties in the DMs, I'm about to get mine. Going down the tube slide with my own tube. Partying with the Brainiacs, being way lewd. This summer break, I'm gonna make my mark. Walking to the grocery store, high as fuck in the dark. Wear that greasy spray to protect from a bee sting. Drop my cell phone between the seat and the middle thing. Hey, I'm listening to that. Could you turn it up a smidge? And don't forget, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Smashing s'mores right by the fire. We're having the biggest party since Bill Cower retired. If you are classy, we are cooking poached salmon. Thrifty podcast in the house and it's jamming. And it's, and it's, and it's jamming. And it's. And it's jamming. It's about to get roached.
Did that loosen you up? Did you get all loose? You, your, your joints all greased up and ready to thrift? Well, mine are. Um, so we're back from that. As I mentioned, I wanted to dive into a very special place today since it's just me, myself, and I. I want to talk a little bit about my hometown of McKeesport, PA. Now, longtime fans of the show, you may have heard about McKeesport before, but uh, newer fans, uh, where McKeesport, PA is, it's about 35 40 minutes out of the city of Pittsburgh, PA. Population probably 17 to 19,000. Uh, I do believe it is considered a bigger city inside of Allegheny County. Uh, the county itself isn't particularly big, but it is a bigger city in a small city sense, if that makes any sense. Um, but I do know, unfortunately for McKeesport, over time, since there are absolutely no jobs there, the population is decreasing every single census. And back in 20, uh, 2010, that's when the last census that I know, and that's when that was like seventeen to 19,000. So I'm sure there's even less now. Now, back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I mean far before my time, there was a little city plaza there, and people used to bust down to to McKeesport and it used to be a cool thing. My whole life, that's not so true. Not a lot of jobs, not a lot going on, pass-through city and somewhere you want to get out of. Some notable, and when I say notable, I, I put that in extreme quotations, some notable things that have happened in the history of McKeesport, PA, is uh, back in uh, 1944, there was an F4 tornado that uh, struck McKeesport, killed uh, 17 people, uh, and then also some multi-story residences, uh, they just collapsed. In all, 88 homes in the city were destroyed, 306 were damaged, and 400 other buildings were damaged or destroyed. Something that people do talk about because there is, in fact, a JFK statue in McKeesport, PA. Uh, the reason being is 13 years before uh, Nixon and Kennedy uh, faced off in the uh, televised presidential debates, in 1947, there were five debates. And the first of five debates between Nixon and Kennedy happened in McKeesport, PA, and that was to debate labor issues related to the Taft-Hartley Act. So JFK was in McKeesport. So as you know, as a JFK head, that's kind of important. Uh, what else happened in McKeesport? At some point, both of my thrift finds today were from there, and you're going to find out what they are. And in 1976, downtown McKeesport experienced the largest fire in the city's history, and it's just referred to as the famous fire due to the fire beginning in the famous department store. That's right. The famous department store on Market and Fifth caught effing fire. The fire destroyed seven downtown structures, heavily damaged more than 12 others, and started fires in at least 10 homes due to the hot embers blowing more than half a mile away on that extremely gusty day around a thousand firefighters from more than 40 neighboring fire companies responded to assist 
that. And uh, I think actually the National Guard was eventually brought in for that too. The McKeesport Daily News, which was uh, McKeesport's very own paper, which, by the way, does not exist anymore. The McKeesport Daily News reported the next day that only shells and piles of rubble remained where city landmarks once stood. And as a very poor town, things like fires and things like tornadoes, when things happen to poor folks like that, the city stay that way. And that's exactly what happened to McKeesport. And uh, the steel mills, uh, the closure of the steel mills in the 80s uh, kind of just destroyed what was left of, of McKeesport, though there was, there was truly nothing left from it. And uh, the demographics, it's actually quite diverse of a little town. Um, there's something called the International Village. And what the International Village is, in McKeesport, PA, we have our biggest ball field in all the town. I think it's called the Helen Ritchie Field. I don't know who Helen or Ritchie or Helen Ritchie or Ritchie Helen is, but Helen Ritchie Field, every summer, probably like the first or second week, week of Augie, uh, in the hot Augie sun, the International Village uh, is a multi, uh, multi-sourced, multi-booth, food vendor celebration, I would assume that I would call that. It's just a bunch of booths with a bunch of nationalities represented and their food of that nationality. So you could just basically walk around and eat food in McKeesport, PA, and only high schoolers will call you homophobic slurs, no one else. So that's some facts on uh, McKeesport, PA. And you're going to say, hey, so, so what kind of what stuff do you have from McKeesport, PA? Well, as a McKeesport High School graduate, I myself didn't even take my senior pictures. So I don't really even have that, mon- that many memories as far as sports relations in McKeesport, despite the fact that my freshman year of high school, I got thrown off the, the, the basketball team for playing craps with Tyler Blackburn and Baldwin Dawkins. That was the history of my sports there. But what I have from two different eras, I'm looking at directly in front of me two different Letterman jackets that are both vintage. There's a more masculine style one and a more feminine style one. And the first jacket I am holding up in front of me is from 1982. It is a mostly blue jacket with red trim. We have the McKeesport Tiger. That was an old ghost tiger, by the way. That was a tiger that's gone on to the, the, the nether realms. That's the example of that. But we got a tiger patch on the back, and in big, bold, red letters on the back, it says McKeesport Orchestra Majorette. Now, both of these jackets we're going to be going over today, but if you want to see them fakely live and fakely in person, make sure you're on at Thrifty Podcast on Instagram to check these babies out. I like both of them. And this jacket, uh, not only is the tiger patch pretty cool, 
but it's in pretty good shape, especially for a majorette jackets. And as we know, those get a lot of travel, you know, traveling band, following the football team, all that kind of stupid fun stuff that we all did in high school, including myself. Um, it's a part of that. On the front, a little, a little detective work. It has the name embroidered in cursive on it. Kelly. That's right. Kelly. K-E-L-L-I-E. So, of course, 1982 is from when the jacket is made. And Kelly uh, assumed that she graduated that year. I wanted to check out to see where she was this time in life. And I'll tell you what. I looked up McKeesport 1982 graduates. No Kelly. There was no Kelly. And I was like, wow, maybe she did not graduate because she failed that year. Well, guess what? I took a look at the 1983 class and we hit gold. There it was. Two words. One person. Kelly Fagan. And how Kelly Fagan spells Kelly, K-E-L-L-I-E, that's exactly how our 1982 Majorette Jacket Kelly spells her name as well. So I believe I found Kelly Fagan's jacket from 1983. Now, uh, what's cool about this one is it is fashionably cool at the moment with the contrasting trim and all the fun out-of-the-bottle colors with the blue, with the white, with the red. And as you know, the American flag, a.k.a. the monogamous flag, are the same colors as the McKeesport Tigers and as this first jacket. The creator of this jacket, this was made by Natalie's Sporting Goods. And my history of Natalie's is this. Natalie's, even in my lifetime was a sporting goods store that existed in downtown McKeesport next to that weird off-brand CVS that wasn't really CVS, but probably at one point was a CVS, but now it's just a mom-and-pop CVS. Nintali Sporting Goods sat right next to that. And then, well, on the other side, there was just that abandoned train car. But Natalie's was there up until, I would guess, the early 2000s, because in my lifetime, Natalie's was still there. So back in the day, back in 1982, the cool thing is Natalie's did all the Letterman jackets just like I saw when I was in high school. So that's why a lot of them look alike. Speaking of jackets that look alike, our next piece today, well, it's even older than that, folks. It's from 1965 is where this more masculine Letterman jacket comes from. Now, as I mentioned, when I went to school, Letterman jackets look similar to these. When I found this jacket, I thought for sure that it was new. And by new, I mean, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, something like that. Because this color scheme and this color pattern are the same modern color schemes and patterns they use. The body of the jacket is red. The sleeves are leather. And then on the back of the jacket, blue letters with a little bit of a cream trim around them, McKeesport Tigers. On the front, the name embroidered to it, 
simply K-E-N, Ken, Ken, Ken. Ken's the name. And right above Ken, 1965, which identifies the year the jacket was not only created, but given out to our friend Ken. Our 1982 jacket, we found our friend Kelly graduated in 1983, Kelly Fagan. So I thought, we've got to find Ken, right? This is the battle to find Ken. So as I was searching through the 1965 class, there was actually a few Kens that came out. So I'm not sure exactly who's, what's, or when's, but in 1965, one Kenneth Geisler graduated from McKeesport High School. Also, 1965, we have a graduate by the name of Kenneth Sapos, or Sapos, S-A-P-O-S. So, I think I have 1982 Kelly Fagan, but do I have a 1965 Kenneth Geisler or a Kenneth Sapos? I won't know until I figure this out further. Another little Easter egg. Guess who did this jacket? That's right, folks. Natalie Sports again. White tag, green letters. Natalie Sports has been a McKee Sport staple since all the way back in the 60s. I don't know if the fake CVS or the abandoned train car are staples, but I'll have to look them up further in Google as well. But those are my two finds today. Those are from the red, white, and blue McKeesport Tigers hometown jackets. We got a, a, a more feminine Letterman jacket and a more masculine Letterman jacket. And again, at Thrifty Podcast, please check those out. Now, we're going to get into even more fun stuff. As I said, it's just me today talking to you. I hope your drive home is is serving you well. Maybe if you're making dinner tonight, I hope you don't burn that pot roast. You remember what happened last time. But if you're just sitting down, maybe blazing a blunt or something like that, I hope you've been enjoying the State of the Union. And now we're going to be jumping over into our next segment, which is checking in with our present-day friends, but in a past tense. Now, this season, this era of thrifty, we've dealt a lot with trivia, asking each other questions about our thrift finds, and usually, usually whoever gets the most questions right in an episode wins the episode and the right to one of our thrifty deities. And so far, we have two of those little miniature gods that we pray to for safekeeping and trivia points. Our first one was our elf deity. And this clip you're about to hear is when the elf deity was first won by someone on the show. So, speaking of Walmart and the kinds of brands and tags that we see over and over again in in these kinds of clothing, uh, No Boundaries is a private clothing brand for Walmart, often abbreviated to Nobo. 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 Every big, every big box store that offers low-cost fast fashion carries multiple private lines of clothing in an attempt to provide on-trend merchandise that still remains exclusive to their in-house brand, meaning that these dragons were not on any other shirt, but you know they were Walmart's dragons. Yeah. 
the oh. Walmart dragon. Get a Walmart dragon <laughs> tattoo on one side of your neck and the monster energy drink symbol on the oh other. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. And whatever this strange white penis in the oh, center yeah. is there. That's... Yeah, I would clean up with those tattoos mm. on my neck in McKeesport. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, which of these high-end fashion lines plummeted their market value by becoming a part of the now severely depopularized Sears family of store brands mm. so in terms of brands that mirror no boundaries but now in the uh sears non-existent store cool so which of these brands plummeted their market value after being a high-end fashion line for many years was it a candies b liz claiborne c juicy couture or d none of the above and it's Toddy's turn. What do you know about high-end lady fashion brands? Well, we're about to see if my ass is shown. <laughs> um, I will say, great answers. Those all could be the answer for sure. Because um, what I was going to do, I was going to kind of take apart the question and think of the brands that you mentioned that are no longer, yeah, that I don't no longer hear anyone talking mm-hmm. about. And the fun thing about that is, is all of those were are no longer kind of talked about. And still manufactured somehow. Still manufactured somehow. Um, candies, maybe I wrongfully associate that with, like, Spencer's. Am I wrongfully associating that with Spencer's? I can't tell you yet. Um, I don't know. Sometimes the mall just blurs yeah. mm-hmm. to me. What What is sold current day in Spencer's right now? The exact same stuff that you remember, like dog turds and booby mugs. Okay. Uh, whatever mm-hmm. movies have come out recently that are now going to be called classics, they've got endless Funko Popos of Funko them. Funko Pops. Funko mm-hmm. Pops of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're the Very same demo. Very much a gift store. Yeah. yeah. Um, for this one, I think I'm going to go with B, Liz... Claiborne. All right. Because Liz, the reason why I'm saying Liz Claiborne, because I remember, yeah, they kind of fell off the planet, kind of. And they sold articles of clothing that were sort of, yeah, so, sort of, it, yeah, I think it's B for sure. All right. I'm going to go B. So Toddy okay. believes that Liz Claiborne plummeted their market value by becoming a part of the now severely depopularized Sears family of store brands. Lil, who do you think? I could see that Liz Claiborne tag in my brain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I've now I'm like. White tag, black lettering. Up, yeah. yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like I see a lot of Liz Claiborne like out in the wild in like Rex style stores Mm -hmm. so i feel like they have a lot of stuff out there whereas candies i don't see as much of as far as like what i know of new or come across secondhand yeah um i feel like juicy couture is still a thing Mm -hmm. out there yeah somewhere right Right. somewhere somewhere out there people still love and enjoy the juicy couture lifestyle Um, so I might just have to piggyback on this answer and go with Liz Claiborne. B. So we got two yeah. Bs. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's wild how you. you keep doing So that. I, <laughs> not a good day for us, Lil. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I am proud to have interesting questions with unanswerable ends. Um, <laughs> Those were all believable, though. I'm glad because, so Liz Claiborne still is very much in manufacturing and, um, 
Uh, you will see Liz Claiborne all over the place because it is older and has been thrifted and donated time and time again. Candies, uh, which is some Hills actresses line of clothing, is still very available at Kohl's. So that okay. is Kohl's line of, of, hmm. uh, of Junior's fashion line, fashion trends. Uh, so the correct answer is C, Juicy Couture. Juicy wow. Couture. Juicy Lil, Couture you were went thinking through. about C. They went through a very rough time in the early 2000s after they lost popularity with celebrities for their bootcut velour jumpsuits. Speaking of leisure suits, those lost popularity. And where are those? They are back. They are 100% back. What are those? Um, So that (laughs) is. What are they? Where are they? Juicy Couture lost their value. (laughs) Huh. They became available. Uh, they changed their signature zipper style so that people would know that they were manufactured after their most popular time period. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't have the J on that zipper, you're yeah. wearing a don't Sears even bother. Juicy Couture yeah. jumpsuit. And stuff like that is important <clears throat> yeah. to like a small uh, sect of people, but those are the, also the small sect of people who pay out for clothes. Mm-hmm. As someone who does professional laundry for a living... <laughs> Yeah, people look at like these tags the and deep, everything like that. Detail there. And like wow. at the zippers. They look at that. They look at and there's some hats that are worth like eighty dollars more if they're wool than they're not wool. And it's the same mm-hmm. hats, like the same thing. Mm-hmm. But if one is wool, one is not, they want the wool. Mm-hmm. And then like the made in the USA, like the people want that too, because they're like everyone else sucks besides the United States and that's completely opposite mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I could believe that so I, yes hmm. juicy couture they did lend their name to the Sears family so that they could try to recapture the love of their <laughs> leisure suits which is now catching back on so one point All right. successfully one point Lil zero points yep Rachel um, I'm over here like four. four. Congratulations. It seems like I'm keeping that. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> you are the first owner mm, of the, the late 80s elf puppet with the Hawaiian shirt that I picked up from the thrift store. And it could be your personal puppet, your personal deity, and your personal trophy. Mm, mm-hmm. So the next time you are on the show, you will have to defend elf. I will. With um, everything that I have. And then if there's other games when you are not present for, there will be multiple trophies in the universe. <laughs> so when the people coming on to Thrifty have one of the trophies, it'll be you'll have to put both trophies on the line. So oh, at some point, somebody's going to have a lot of things from the thrift store that are trophies for the show. Ooh. I got a drawer full of those, so... <laughs> <laughs> And through this era, not only have I been present, but our home team for this era of Thrifty has very much been DJ Lil and our clown keeper, Rachel Stratton. So I'm going to play some DJ Lil and Rachel Stratton clips from this era of Thrifty. Hope you enjoy. I was just immediately like, well, it's ruins. Forever. I got a tape player from the bins and it just decided to eat <laughs> whatever I put in it and everything you love so I it's kept cool that's it's cool that's still around oh yeah so yeah. that still plays the tape player I walked that thing right out to the dumpster I was like no yeah. you will not curse anyone else unforgivable yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately but yeah scotch tape was on hand so again I think they're pretty user friendly in that kind of way you can do like a quick fix um, and regardless of all these flaws like we all have <laughs> I love to collect them, even like, to, you know, like I said, like going to like actual shows. I actually have my 
my Bluffs cassette that oh, I yeah. bought. Oh, yeah, Bluffs, the theme to our show for mm-hmm. many reasons. Many yeah. For many reasons, this is one of my favorite cassettes. Hell, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have that same cassette yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah, I got this at the, the Thriftython 2019. 2019 thrifty thong like september 2019 i think that was one of my favorite nights i've ever lived how about that wow this is from that from that night it was like one of the only times i threw something that was generally pretty successful it was fun and i I was like hell yeah and i got like a physical trinket from it so i'm like Mm -hmm. okay that's that yeah that tape definitely has had heavy heavy playing bluffs.bandcamp.com there we go um, and it's got like all the cryptid songs. This is the something you've never seen yeah. before one. Yes. So love it. Highly suggest that everyone out there give it a listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but a cassette itself is there's analog magnetic tape inside a plastic cartridge, like four inches long, two and a half inches wide, and about a half inch thick. Um, so like a like a vinyl LP, hopefully. You can visualize that out there. Yeah. <laughs> there are two sides. Mm-hmm. You got to flip it halfway through. Sometimes you got to get that little pinky finger in there and get it nice Spool and snug. It. Yeah. If you don't, again, the player will uh, could eat it. And that's not a good sound. Uh, I have a question that you may know that I don't know, and it could be simple, or there could actually be no answer to it, mm-hmm. or everybody might know it, and I'm just the last one to know it, and I'm dumb. <laughs> Um, so I'm playing a cassette. I'm playing it. I have a cassette player in my car. And if you play a cassette in the car, you play it all the way through on one side. Mm -hmm. Eventually it just starts playing the other side. And it freaks me out because in my own mind, I I feel like it's a fake play. Because I'm just like, I didn't turn it oh, you're around. you're trained to... Yeah, I didn't yeah. turn it around. So I'm like, what am I doing? So I actually take it out and flip it over and then rewind it a bit and play it. Because I'm just like, this is the no, proper way. It. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes... I don't know what it is. It just makes me feel weird if it automatically starts playing the other side and mm-hmm. I didn't flip it. I'm like, what's happening to the tape? Is what <laughs> right. I'm Like, what inside the tape is going on? Don't so like it. it must be how the, um, like the stereo in the car is built. Okay. Because, like, you put it in, um, what, like, horizontal, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. put it in horizontally as Hamburger. opposed to, like, yeah, as opposed to, like, a boombox or cassette deck or anything else where it might not have, like, that um, mechanism. Like, it yeah. might just be built differently inside. Yeah, because this is a if like, some, 2005 if there's a, car. If there's audio, <laughs> audio engineers out there, could you yeah. <laughs> jump in on this answer? That's that's my thought. Yeah, yeah. Is how it, the mechanisms are built. It just makes me feel weird. It, it just makes does, me yeah. feel... It, it doesn't feel good when the other side starts playing. Not trusting of the technology. And I'm like, I don't Suspicious. know what's going on. Yeah. But the cars I drive... Yeah. I've easily bought... In, computers that have been more than the cars i've driven <laughs> like <laughs> how much yeah. i've paid for them hell yeah but anyway um but yeah so i mean like i said like tapes there's lots of different like w- ways to play them like i said like in the car that's how i played tapes most of the time until they stopped making they stopped making cars with that mm-hmm. which is like my number one favorite feature of a car um <laughs> not even going anywhere <laughs> no <laughs> Like, where do we put the tape? But yeah, Walkman, boomboxes, like, home stereos. And it really lent itself to home taping. Um, 
leading to lots of legal like debates and whatnot Absolutely. and the FCC taping and, off the radio is exactly popular, yeah there's sure. a certain way you have to on the radio there's a certain way you have to word the song you just played so that people at home can't queue up a tape to record that song oh so yeah. they can't they can't let you that's know why too you far read that's why you like read back you don't say and next up is this 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 because then they're like oh got my tape ready oh, i'll never have to buy that that's why it goes yeah and that was yeah so I, I remember taping stuff off the radio too oh and, yeah and waiting for uh bodies by drowning pool to come on because i was like that that was that was a, a banger when i was mm-hmm. what in like eighth grade or and something you needed it as you gotta soon wait for as it, you wait for it wait for it it was hot at the time yeah oh yeah and you know they're pretty cheap um there's also do you, do you remember the tiny tiny cassettes for yeah. answering machines yeah that's a thing tiny that tapes. i don't even check my what is it called voicemail so <laughs> bring me back the tiny tapes um i don't even have voicemail set up i that's it, pretty smart yeah you demand know, a text yeah my, <laughs> i don't yeah see like i have to like dig into my phone to get to it i like, have mixed well. opinions like <laughs> yeah. not for even anything malicious but if i don't pick up a call for whatever reason i'm not available if you need to give me some information you're, you're gonna have to let me know but a voicemail is not gonna help i have convinced people in my family which is very easy to do uh, very easy to do that i have a phone that you can't ring it doesn't ring you can only text and i had said this lie years ago (laughs) and i was reminded of it by one of them um because i had seen one a few months ago and they were just like, yeah, I know your phone, like, it doesn't ring. You can't call it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, oh, I did say I, that. Yeah, that is how my phone works. <laughs> so that's that's how I kind of stop. That's kind of how I avoid that. So I'm going to uh, send this over to the hostess with the mostess, our clown keeper. Rachel has two thrifted items mm-hmm. that she wants to talk about today. I do. So I actually, I have three items. The first, the first is a pair. The first is uh, the first pair of clowns that I ever bought with my own jar of change from a, from a garage sale at my little housing complex when I was a kid. And it was, uh, these clowns, they're about a, a foot and a half tall. One is a little smaller than the other. So obviously that one's the girl. Obviously that one's the girl. I guess so. So yeah, they are. Uh, I have made these golden clad clowns into a married couple in my mind. Uh, they are wearing serious frills and gems and broken Mardi Gras beads. They are uh, painted very delicately with tiny feet, and they are also made for sitting. This was the first time I found as a child that there were dolls that were not meant to do anything but sit. Mm-hmm. It was a little disappointing, but they've been sitting around my life ever since. So we have three Ever permanently present. seated clowns on the show today, and none of them are us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, though, I stood up for a moment. I'm good. <laughs> though in my imagination as a kid, they were dancers. I'm not sure how some permanently sitting clowns oh. could be a uh, husband-wife dancing duo. But uh, when I first found these, like I said, it was the first time I realized I could buy uh 
things for very little money and and people wanted to sell them to me for very little money so real quick i'm just gonna I'm, i, I want to bring up a little bit of something about yeah. garage sales since it's something that like i said i got these at the housing complex i grew up in as a child and how uh Garage sales came to be was through the development of housing in the 70s where people were living in more communal areas where uh, yards and garages were becoming storefronts for, for sales like rummage sales and things like that. So knowing, knowing that about the social aspect of garage sales and the idea that these were really started in churches and shipyards and other social hubs, uh, there was a national holiday named for uh, Garage Sale Day, and Ooh. it was, yeah, and it was put together in the South, as you can imagine, something very social, very, very mm -hmm. uh, community-connected. So which, which state do you think uh, declared this holiday first? Which of the most cordial? Uh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. southern <laughs> states would you attribute to being the, uh, the social beginnings of... Of yard sales. So is it, uh, I, uh, who are we starting with today? I guess we'll start me. All right, Toddy. Yeah, Toddy. So when you think about, about the South and hospitality and, and hosting one another, do you think of uh, A, Alabama, B, Louisiana, C, Texas, or D, I'm lying about all of those? None of the above, huh? Those are all great answers. And I and, and as I look into the four eyes of the two separate seated Mardi Gras clowns who are a married couple, I'm hoping that they give me the answer. Um, repeat, the, repeat the answers once more. Uh, is it A, Alabama, B, Louisiana, C, Texas, or D, none of the above? It's a different southern state. Hmm. Um, if there are any folks uh, that are listening from those states that would be pretty cool because maybe they know something we do not uh alabama louisiana texas none of those states to be honest i do want i i don't I, this isn't my official answer but i want to say you're going to start off by by a d right here because for some reason i don't think it's any of those but uh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just stick with that. Right. I don't think it was any of those. And my guess is that it was one of the Carolinas. Mm, but, all right. Um, I don't know that, obviously. You know the answer. I do. And, and I'm going to go with D, none of the above. All right. So Toddy has already chosen to call me a liar. Yes. Perfect. Immediately. <laughs> And uh, Lil, well, which of these states do you think uh, declared National Garage Sale Day as a holiday? Uh, was it A, Alabama, B, Louisiana, C, Texas, or D, none of the above? I'm going to go with B, Louisiana, because, is that, oh, actually, I think it is Mardi Gras this week while we're recording. Oh, oh um, right now. So right now very timely, time. but I'm going to go with Louisiana. Yeah, the little, little I've only visited there in. once. I have cousins who were like raised there and have stayed there and I think it's because of the the general vibe, like no matter how many crazy hurricanes hit, they really want to stay. They call that home. So I'm like there must be something special about the Something energy in the clown there. water there, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, so. Either of you, 
Are are you huge fans of your of garage sales? Middle fans of garage sales or not fans of garage sales? I love them, but love I am them. an amateur at them. As far as like I don't like mornings mm-hmm. and I'm confrontational. So I have to like, <laughs> <laughs> I have to leave the area before it starts to become like, yeah. y- you know, you go on the like, show. Yeah. You go to a couple of garage sales in a row and you recognize like, Oh, that yeah, dude was at the last, the last one too. One. And they mm-hmm. beat me here. I'm like I got to move on because they're getting the good stuff. You're so right, you're right. Yeah. I have to ease back. I love them though. Gotcha. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel pretty lukewarm on them because they're so hit or miss, but that can be said about any kind of secondhand shopping, so maybe that just makes me a wussy. Being I like afraid meeting to walk people, onto people's too. privacy. No. Um, That's, so. If I could if I could anonymously shop a yard sale as if I was shopping online and then yes. come to you with my basket later, yes. that'd be ideal. <laughs> That's my thing too. I don't want interesting. anyone to know me or recognize me. Yeah. <laughs> what you should what we should do is have like the sale on one side of the house yeah. and then like pick your color basket and then place <laughs> it and then have someone else come check it and then go around to the other side of the house and tell you how much. And, and then put the money this in the shoes. This is my <laughs> ultimate distance yeah. from interaction that right, I want. Right, yeah. That's like, the, like the produce stand, like, put $5 if you grab tomatoes. <laughs> you got to be honest, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah so I don't mm-hmm. think it's any of those. All right. Well, Toddy, you, you, you said D, none of the above. And yes. the answer to my question, which Southern State declared National Garage Sale Day a holiday, you chose D, none of the above, and that is not correct. Not right. correct. No. Nope. It points. is one of those. It is one of those. Lil, good luck. And Lil, you guessed that B, Louisiana, was the beginnings of National Garage Sale Day. And that is also incorrect. Yeah. Damn. Threw you off with some with some Mardi Gras hints. Heck. Uh, the correct answer is A, Alabama. Alabama. Right? So, cool. yeah, something that you definitely hmm. imagine as hospitable only because of the Forrest Gump film. Yeah. That's where right. they hosted, oh, right? About that. And when the Thrifty Home Team isn't here, we've had so many other colorful and creative guests, including Ziggy Hyam. Uh, the Debonair Deviants, The Runway, Tyler Klein, Kelvin Couture, uh, Fake Rituals' own Lucas Sloppy for some Goosebump books, and the ever-charming Rust Belt Retro Vintage Seller, Mara Kay. And Mara and I will be selling at a couple events coming up soon. So check out our other friends. Here's some more thrifty clips. Who's going to get the hot tag is is the call here. (laughs) Come on, Sean. Go right ahead. You know I'm Marty. All right. I'll go. I'll go. I'll just go. All right. Kelvin is up. All right. You have a a couple of really cool things to showcase right now. So I'm going to start with this is a piece of wall art, and it has a quote from the ever so lovely Coco Chanel. It says, I don't do fashion. I am fashion. See that? Which is pretty much the vibe of not only Calvin Couture, but the runway. Mm-hmm. Yes. And on this piece of wallet, which you, which, which you will see, there is a, um, a lovely woman in a very, very large dress. I'm yes. getting... Um, princess dress. I'm getting uh, Nutcracker vibes, but fashion. Yeah. So And, and yeah, something see. else that is very lovely with this is... 
at the top it faintly says couture. Oh, how yeah, about I that? didn't even see it that at does. first. I love that. Yes, I don't even know if I saw it. At like first, really faint. I think it was meant didn't to be. you and I find that when we were thrifting? I found it. You found it. I found it. Um, I think I found it at. It was either a Goodwill or it was actually somewhere after a Goodwill, but the Goodwill sticker is still on it. But I don't think it was. I it honestly do not you. think it was a Goodwill. Mm-mm. That's pretty cool. I yeah, because a lot of things at Bins you'll see Goodwill tags on because yeah. it was at another yeah, Goodwill. Yeah, and, and they then, couldn't sell it. Does Actually, that hang at your house it anywhere? It does. It hangs yeah. in um, what used to be Calvin's closet but is now the runway room. Cool. It is a whole bedroom. A bigger is, closet. We literally, <laughs> I literally named that tonight and I got the dirtiest look. Oh, it's the runway like, room now. I'm like, it, it is the runway room. We are roommates. However, it's basically my the bedroom that's a closet. Cool for all of all of Calvin and now Tyler stuff as well. That's mm-hmm. sick. That's um, sick. Yeah, I had no idea that you were roommates. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, sick. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, cool. Um. All right. So yes. this trivia is based on Coco Chanel. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, fans of Thrifty, if you know your Coco Chanel stuff, you're specifically Coco yeah. Chanel. There's someone out there that's like, fuck yeah, it's my time. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of the first perfume that Chanel ever launched? Mm. The first perfume that Chanel ever launched. Okay. Yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, I just, glad these are multiple choice. No, I, yes. just, I just X'd out of it. Okay, sorry. Yeah. A, Chance Chanel. B, Gabrielle Chanel. C, Coco, I can't talk. Coco, Mademoiselle, or D, none of the above. I guess I'll go first and we'll go that way. Mm-hmm. Repeat the answers one more time. Actually, this is really crazy. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Ooh. And I'll explain to you why because it's a very funny. Okay. I might be so wrong. So the first perfume. A, Chance Chanel. B, Gabrielle Chanel. C, Coco Mademoiselle, or D, none of the above. I'm going to take a chance, and I'm going to go with A, chance. I like that answer. (laughs) Because I do not know. I do not know the answer. And so I am just going with what stuck out, and I will be taking a chance, so I'm going with A, chance. It's my pick. Uh, Tyler, if you wanted to go next. And Ziggy seems to be confident, so we'll let her Honestly, go last. Honestly, I'm, really, I'm really not. It's like, but Well, the more this... answers you hear, the more confused you'll be. Yeah. Yeah. So I ahead, actually Tyler. don't have an explanation for this one, so I'm saying C because I don't know why. I'm just saying C. Will I'm you taking read off a shot the, in dark. Your, uh, so so we have an A, we have a C. What are, yeah, what are our options again? A is Chance yeah. Chanel. Mm-hmm. B is Gabrielle Chanel. C is Coco Mademoiselle. And right. D is none of the above. I remember my dad had a childhood cat, or they had a cat in their childhood um, that I remember being told was named after a Chanel perfume, and that cat's name was Charlie. So I'm going to say D. None of the above. Whoa. Did you think you were going to hear that answer? I didn't. I did not. I did not hear that answer. So we have an A, a C, and also a D. So this is the fun part. 
where you have I didn't to... expect to have like actual thought process. I really expected to just be guessing, so that's interesting. Okay, so we have an A, a C, and a D in play. Mm-hmm. So you did it. So I think asking a good question on this show, I think, when it comes down to it, if you get three different answers, that's actually very known, true. You yeah, kind of, you've kind of done, you've kind of done the your homework on this. So go for it. The answer is D. None of, None the, of above. the above. <laughs> So D is correct, A is wrong, C is wrong, and Ziggy with another point. So Ziggy so dirty. The answer yeah. is actually the classic Chanel number no. five. Oh shit. So uh, I I won by So the a, most iconic was the first. Fluke. You won by default. I won by fluke. Yes. I didn't want to say anything though. That's really funny. <laughs> and I you love tie that. both the boys in the runway with three points. But I'm almost What are you doing? Yeah. You're supposed to gear these towards me. Wow. The hell. If you decide to use the keys to open your hotel room, turn to page 41. If you write a note and slip it to hopefully Derek, turn to page 117. So if you use the keys to open the door, or you could slip a note, hopefully, to Derek, your older brother, explaining the situation. 47117. The note sounds bad. I mean, who answered the door? Mommy. mommy so i think just get the keys go in like you need yeah. time to i would at this point i would definitely agree because it's just like in real life that's what i would do yeah I'd be like we got to get in there and at mm-hmm. least like well in real life i would just because the classic like if someone's impersonating you you know ask them a question that yeah. only they would know classic yeah when's the last time you peed the bed three nights ago yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's lucas yeah it's definitely lucas <laughs> He pees it every. He pees the bed every night. Yeah, damn. <laughs> All right. Forget writing a note. You decide you want to see your family again. You want to confront that creep, that mummy who stole your life during Pride Month. <laughs> you pick up the keys and flip through them. You, you spot one with a small piece of masking tape on it. In blue ink, someone has written the word "master" on the tape. Well, this is a little different, I think, than what the. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The key that will open your family's door. You race down the hall. The key fits, just as you had hoped. In an instant, you turn the lock and burst into your family's hotel room. To your surprise, they're all sitting there wide awake, waiting for you, including the mummy, who looks, by the way, exactly like you used to. <laughs> Does it really say that? It doesn't say, by okay. the way. <laughs> okay, yeah. like It just says, who looks exactly like God you. damn it. Ah, Susie screams when she sees you. Ah, get him away. I told you, the mummy who looks like you shouts. I told you he was following me. Grab him, Derek. Quick, your dad says. Turn to page 92. So, yeah, we're getting... I think we're treading on the territory of... Like my dad's gonna kill. Like this. I'm is not the freaky. mummy. That's the mummy. No, you're the mummy. You're wearing the thing. Like the Spider-Man meme of them all yeah. pointing to each other. Before you know it, Derek and your dad rush forward and grab your arms. Roughly, they wrestle you to the floor. No, Dad, it's me, you want to scream, but it's Susie who does the screaming. You glance at your mother, hoping that at least she will recognize you, your own mother. But her eyes grow wide with fear. She reaches out and yanks Susie toward her. She hugs your little sister close to protect her from you. 
You'd never hurt your own sister. You struggle to get up, but Derek sits on your legs. Your dad holds your arms. You flail around and pull one arm free just for an instant. With a gauzy finger, you point accusingly at the mummy. Then you point at yourself, tapping your own chest. Then you point back at the mummy again. Will they get it? Will your parents <laughs> see what they're trying to te- what you're trying to tell them? That the mummy is not really you and you aren't really the mummy? For just an instant, they seem to understand. Turn to page 102. Shit. I think I'm hearing rock band or masturbating above me. Yeah, I definitely hear a rhythmic human It's not sound. sex. <laughs> it is not sex. I will say that. It's a mummy. For sure. You gaze into your mother's eyes. Please. Un- gazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you can't speak, you just gaze. Yeah. Please understand, you want to say, please, it's me. Your mom's mouth starts to open. Lucas, she whispers to your dad. I think it's trying to tell us something. Your dad gazes deeply into your eyes. Does he seem, does he see you in there? Or only empty eye sockets by horrible dried leathery flesh. Before your dad can answer, the mummy speaks up. Yeah, I think he's trying to tell us something. He's saying he's after me, the mummy cries, like I told you. (laughs) Why would he say that, even if he was? Yeah, I'm after you. Yeah, you're sitting on me, but I'm I'm after after him, so. You see a secret (laughs) twinkle in the mummy's eye. He knows the truth. He knows he's stolen your body. He knows he's telling a huge lie, but no one else knows. Call the hotel security, your father declares. Better yet, call the police. Yeah, the mummy gleefully agrees. Call the police. Turn to page 80. So, cops are coming. That can never be great. Jeez. We were going over our plush backslash stuffed animal thrift finds. DJ Lil and myself have went over our finds. Mara is up. And as far as our trivia and who has collected the most points, right now we have Mara with three points. DJ Lil... With one point. Myself also with one point. So, Mara, you've got two really cool finds, and you could start wherever you'd like to, but go for it. We'll start with the uh, the find that takes up less square footage. Cool. Um, I like DJ Lil. I don't pick up plush very often while I'm out. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a Rax girl. Uh, I don't even usually make it to the sort of plush section of places but i recently came across this friend um and i was looking at it at at it yesterday and i was like are you a plush or are you a doll and the famous words said into a mirror yes (laughs) literally me as faye dunaway like in a mirror (laughs) um and and lo and behold the internet had a lot to say about that Mm-hmm. So what I have here is, um, it, it's not particularly old. It has no value at all, but it is a Cabbage Patch Kid, as as we would know them. Um, it has the it has the CPK label on the back. It is a it is a more modern one, I believe. That this one was sold in big box stores in a set of three. Um, the world the woodland friends um so this is a baby's face in what i think is a 
deer costume. Yeah, it's a baby dressed as, as a baby deer dressed with as a pink a deer. Bow, bow tie. <laughs> as we said earlier, I'm particularly drawn to things in in the shape of other things. This reminded me in particular <laughs> of um, one of my favorite movies of all time is Christopher Guest's Best in Show. Interesting. And there's a whole bit about a a bear in a bee costume so the idea of like a baby in a deer costume was like oh that's like kind of a cousin idea and Um, the nose mm -hmm. of the baby (laughs) though it's a baby's face in the deer costume the nose is still adjacent to the deer deer. exactly yes so i'm gonna go through a little history of the cabbage patch kids to explain why in fact i think this falls on the plush side of the doll or plush debate um one i i never had cabbage patch kids this is i don't know if if i was a little too late for them i don't know i didn't have dolls i don't know if i as a kid had classed them as dolls so this was all new to me uh so i want to hear about other people's experience with them after we do a little bit of history so uh cabbage patch is like a funny story it's a it's a 21 year old art student he's in, he's in art school in 1970 1977 whoa and he's like working on his his projects art. his thesis <laughs> yeah and he like i guess is drawn to like the fabric arts the fiber arts and he combines the quilting skills that his mother has taught him and he's in, in you know inherited from his his family with this historical needle molding skill that he's learned in, in art school to create these soft sculptures. And to me, soft sculpture is a funny, there's like a, a drag reference to it. It's a very funny thing. The idea of like a soft sculpture because that almost is oxymoronic. Uh, and so ultimately our, our founder like enters his first creation dexter into a contest and wins first prize and it 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 truly takes off from there in a way that basically could never happen today in just a like very found way he was in like northern georgia these just became instantly like desirable and they get acquired by um collect in the early 80s it's just like a toy company right and they start actually the branding of cabbage patch as we know it today um the initial name was little people which okay you know in in retrospect like doesn't doesn't hit the same way um Yeah. yeah but cabbage patch is also i mean it's it's creepy in its own way right it's definitely got that whole well, um, there, is it a, a plant is it a human yeah because that was like there? the imagery of that a lot was like a literal patch and yep. babies faces would come out Sprouting. of plants. exactly <laughs> but in the 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 initial branding the the brand got so mad if they weren't referred to as kids people would call them dolls they'd even call them toys forbidden absolutely not they had to be called kids that was their name that's what they were that was the brand and so since the fiber was so important to them i'm like i think they're a plush i think that's the i think that's where they come from but they always have these rubber heads um so yeah this was 
this was my maybe this is the first couch patch kitchen I've ever, I've ever owned it's like a smaller one they're usually a little bit bigger um and I was drawn to this one because I think it may eventually become a part of item um, number two as in some sort of capacity whoa. and when you find out what item number two is you'll say whoa too yeah <laughs> yeah um and so yeah the lore and legacy a cabbage patch kids are also known because they are uh sprayed with like a chemical vanilla scent they have Ooh, a yeah. signature scent, scent for a like mass-produced toy which is sort of interesting i can't think off the top of my head of very many other sort of non-fragrance that'd be cool to bottle that products yeah i'm sure that's like millennial branding all over yeah (laughs) i don't know if yeah i don't know if somebody if somebody wore that clone they wouldn't really clean up on tinder or anything (laughs) it would be interesting (laughs) yeah conversation starter so do either of you have experience with cabbage patch kids yes yes (laughs) i have a couple family stories okay i had my immediate family (laughs) i didn't have one but yeah I, I had one. I had one, and it was that size. It was that s- size of that one. And it was a a baby, and it was a uh, – it had a blue onesie on. It had a bib on. Mm-hmm. It had a uh, – so it was – how that baby, your, the, the, the kid, I should say, <laughs> this Cabbage Patch kid is wearing a deer costume. This one was wearing, like, a baby costume. And so the hood of it – um it had like a little tuft of hair that came out the front kind of like a curly q baby hair but it was like a powder blue and also its pants came down so you could see its bum and then there was like a cabbage patch logo on the back um that my friends his name was margan with an a it was like morgan only with an a it was margan and i had uh i had a lot of i was a person who had stuffed animals all the time um, I had imaginary friends. I had stuffed animal friends. In fact, on my right ankle um, is uh, a tattoo of a stuffed animal named Ralph the Walrus. There it is. That I grew <laughs> up with. Uh, Morgan was pre-Ralph, but uh, Ma- there was Billy and there was also Morgan. Uh, Billy was a uh, a baby dressed up as a Easter peep. And he was bigger, and then Morgan was a Cabbage Patch kid who was smaller, and I had Billy and Morgan, and um, so that was like for a couple. I would drag them around long time, uh, probably weirder, a weird, probably a weird enough time I'd say that I had two babies with me for a while as a kid. Have uh, you ever met a Morgan? Right. Well, now you're getting it. No, you haven't met a Morgan. So that's why this 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 one was named Morgan. Because you haven't met a Morgan. So I named him Morgan. And then still to this day, um, Morgan does exist at uh, the house I grew up in. And like, I'll come across other Morgans. Like that are Morgan, but like imposter Morgan, imposter <laughs> Morgans, and so in the closet of this very house, I have some Morgans, <laughs> like multiple Morgans. Yeah, I have two Morgans. So if anybody ever wants to get get a look babies at a Morgan, and cabbage patch kids lurking yeah. around, but the but the Morgans I have on me aren't. That's not the OG Morgan. <laughs> it's been a long and busy early summer. As my favorite season of the year, 
I love burning up in my own sweat. So again, sorry for the weird release schedule that Thrifty has been going under. Not only some problems with the domain, but just natural busy life stuff. And also, I'm crazy. I'm still very crazy. So if there's any concern or worry out there, if Toddy is still crazy, the answer is yes. Yes, I'm still crazy. I hope you enjoy this thrifty state of the union again pghcitypaper.com best of 22 go ahead and vote thrifty and if you can't find it based on what the information i just gave you go ahead and go google pittsburgh city paper and hopefully thrifty comes up give it a nomination and for everybody else put your feet up relax it's the weekend have some fun. Wait, what did you think I was going to say? Did you think I was going to say, get roached? <laughs> <laughs>